Jesus, we thank you and praise you and bless you. Lift up your holy name. Thank you for your mercy and your guidance. And I pray you'll help the, whoever this is for today will we'll hear it. Um, we praise your holy name. Amen. Um, I was reading several scriptures over the last couple of days and um one that really you know one that came to mind and and stood out was in Luke chapter 15 the the story of the prodigal son um and Jesus you know told lots of parables and all of them had multiple layers and you know you could take it at the first level or the second level or the third level or <laughs> there's there's lots of levels but the you know we often think of the prodigal son as the story of you know oh he messed up and he went off and you know wasted everything and lived a sinful life and you know came back and and the father out of his magnanimous love you know took him back which is all very true um just as an aside it's kind of funny because when Jesus told that he would have thrown all of the people that were listening for a loop because that was a very popular parable but the ending was the son came back and begged to be a servant and the father turned his back on him and walked away because that was what they did you screwed up you suffer judgment and you know you're dead to me and yet jesus like flipped the ending so he shocked them all with that um you know the other the next step to look at is well you know the prodigal son did all that stuff but you know what did the what did the other son do well he was the frugal son he wasn't prodigal he wasn't wasteful he was frugal to the point of sin you know because it caused him to be resentful. It caused him to be, he was so careful and so cautious that he was resentful of, honestly, it comes out, he was resentful of his father. You know, he was resentful of his brother. He was like, oh, I can't believe he wasted all that. All that stuff could have been, you know, he might have had a little bit of greed in there. How much more could we have had if he had just waited a few years? You know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and, and, the father was like, you're, you're with, yeah, why are you upset? You know, but really what it comes, what I want to look at is another layer down. And this is going to blow somebody's mind probably, and somebody will probably write me a letter and be upset. Um, the story isn't about the prodigal son sinning. He may have done some things that were sinful while he was out. He didn't do anything wrong by asking his father for what was his. It wasn't even out of the norm. He didn't do anything wrong by going off and living his life. Because he had nothing at home. None of the stuff at home was his. Yet, you know... Yes, he did things that he shouldn't have done. He was 
he was a spendthrift. He was prodigal, which means, you know, he was wasteful. But that's not necessarily sin. It's just stupid. And God, the Father, didn't have any judgment of him. He was more judgmental of himself. His brother was judgmental of him and of himself and of the Father a little bit. You know, the one that stayed behind was the bigger jerk, if you ask me. Um, Wasn't he fussy that he came back and gave him a, a cow and stuff like that and dressed him as... Well, you didn't give me life. anything. So, well, you were here. You All you had to do was just take it. It's all yours anyway. You could have just got it. Yeah, you, you didn't know. have your feet washed and been wearing nice clothes. And no, he was, he was working hard. He was out, you know, running the... You know, he manage the field talks about it but yeah, but, but the the point is he wasn't you know he could have had any of that stuff anytime he wanted but the father didn't have judgment of either one of them even the, you know the younger brother when he came back or of the the older brother he was like come in and and celebrate with us celebrate with me you know right before that Jesus had talked about the parable of the lost uh, silver coin where there was a woman that had ten silver coins and she lost one and she lit all the lamps in her house and swept until she found it. You know. Which, you know, we're like she lost a dime. Big deal. No, she lost probably a month's salary. One tenth of her weight of her, of her yeah. Home. Yeah, of her dowry. <laughs> which Why was probably a year or more's worth of income. So, yeah, it was it was a valuable thing that she lost, and she was going to find it. Um, right before that, Jesus was talking about the parable of the lost sheep, you know, the 99 and the 1. And he was like, you know, who wouldn't go out and find one and then have a celebration because you found that one sheep? At no point in there is there any indication of condemnation, any indication of judgment from from the father, or the shepherd, or the. I mean, be kind of hard to judge the coin, but yeah, you know, but she was, you know, she didn't judge herself. She's like, oh, I messed up. I lost it. I got to find it. There was no indication of judgment anywhere in there and yet we so often compound things we say oh this is there's judgment and we you know if we if we don't do this if we're you know if we live in sin we're gonna be you know I, we guilt trip ourselves is we guilt trip is? ourselves or other people mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that there are times when people do things that are just stupid. Can't think of a better word. And, uh, you know, and sometimes before they do it, they have people tell them, don't do that. That's stupid. And, and yet, and then they suffer the consequences because they did the stupid thing. But that doesn't mean it's okay for other people to sit back and go, oh, they were told not to do that. 
now they're stuff now they're now they're they're having all these problems because they they just ignored what was said or what was what they were told. It's okay, but as long as you're not gloating about it, who cares? As long, I mean, well, it's not gloating, but that is. Well, you're the, not saying that to other people. Why does it matter? You can have your opinion about some other person's problem if you want. You know, as long as you don't go sharing it and spreading rumors. What did I just say? They're saying. I, I know people that are saying that. They say that to other no. people. And it's like, that's not right. You know, but also can't tell them that. Yeah, you know, just have to just go on. And, and yeah, when people do stupid things, you know, you, you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Is that what the saying is? So... You, if you do stupid, you're going to get stupid. It's just how it is. If you do things that are inadvisable, then the results may be less than, uh, you know, desirable. So you just have to be aware of that. It's not a judgment of God. It's not God standing up there going, Oh, I tried to tell you. Now you're not listening. I'm going to chastise you. And I'm not saying that God never does that. But God chastises those who are faithful. God helped. He, he is more likely, if somebody is really trying to do their best, to chastise them to do better. It's just like when you were in karate. Mm. And when we were white belts, it was like, no, here, try this, do that. If you made the same mistake as a black belt that you made as a white belt, the uh, reminder would have been a little different. And, you know, that's the, the, the same type of thing. God's, God doesn't chastise us for, for people that are just living their life. He's not going to beat somebody up for living their life. Now, if you're really doing your best to progress and walk closer to God and really trying to, when you are out of it, you notice it more. And when he adjusts you back, you notice it more. It's, it's, it's not that it's, that there's a, it's not that he's any harsher. He's not being harsh, but it's something that we notice more because we're, trying to get more fine-tuned. It's like if you have a really, like on a record player or a turntable, and you have a really <clears throat> mint album or vinyl, and everything is perfect on it, if there's one little teeny tiny scratch in there, it's going to be very noticeable. On the other hand, if you have a record that's been around for 20 years and, you know, has been through the ringer a few times, you put that on the turntable, you're not going to notice that one little tiny scratch that much because there's millions of others. <laughs> you know? And so that's, it's the same thing. It's not, but it's not a judgment thing. It's not a, a, a beating you up thing. It's a, I'm going to help you, I want to help you. And because the closer we get to him, 
the more we notice it when we misstep. And and it's not, and even then, it's not God saying, oh, you're a failure. It's God saying, oh, here, put your foot this way. No, hold your hand this way. No, this is the, the position. Do this. Oh, come on. Follow through on that. You you know how to follow through. You know, that type of thing. It's not the same as, it's not like he's going, oh, you're, you're awful. Get better. And not telling you how to do it. But so often in, yeah, just in society, that's what comes across from the church to just the people out in the world. Oh, y'all are sinners and God hates you and he's going to send you to hell. Um, well, I don't think so. <laughs> First of all, in John, First uh, John, chapter 2, verse 2, I think, 1 or 2, verse 1, it says, Dear children, I write this to you so that you won't sin. But if you do sin... Know that you have an advocate who's always with the Father. And that's Jesus Christ, who was the propitiation for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the world. In other words, Jesus already took all the sins of the world and has fulfilled the bind, the contract that was that needed to be appeased. The appeasement is it's been appeased. That's not to say that we want to keep trying to sin. But that punishment was already meted out. And God is not petty and keeps punishing for the same thing over and over again. We do that. We punish ourselves for the same thing over and over again. We punish other people for the same, you know. But God doesn't do that. And so what we have to remember is Like the prodigal son, that wasn't sin. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't smart. He was doing things that were wasteful. And he probably did some things that were sinful. But you can repent of that. I mean, you know, the next chapter Jesus tells his disciples, if your brother comes to you seven times in a day and repents, forgive him seven times in a day even if he does the same thing over and over again. If he's repentant, forgive him. So, you know, that it's not about not having forgiveness. We've already been forgiven. Now, what are you going to do with that forgiveness? That'll impact the rest of your life and your eternity. What you do with that forgiveness. But that's between you and God really is you know as much as as we would like to be able to look at somebody and go oh they messed up we really can't do that as much as we'd like to think oh they're a horrible 
person because they've done this and this and this and this really awful, horrible, terrible things. They've been forgiven of that. Now, what they do with that forgiveness will dictate their eternity. You know, I'm not saying that God's going to just say, okay, you know, Adolf, you're, you know, welcome to heaven. Um, I'm not going to say that he won't. I don't know what God will do with that. I am glad I don't have to make that decision because I know what I would decide. But it would cause a really slippery slope to start. So I don't have to do that. I'm thankful. <laughs> and, but... I will say this because it came to mind as I was saying that. Um, there was a book that I was reading. I can't remember the title of it right now. Um, but everybody it was the end of time, judgment day, the gates of heaven, and... Jesus came out and walked out to this person that everybody knew was a sinner, was a terrible person, wasn't an upright person, wasn't dressed right, didn't look right, you know, whatever. They were obviously different than everybody else. And Jesus said, come with me. Let me show you your, your stuff. And they were like, wait a minute. He's, they're going to get in? How's come they're getting in? How's come they're getting in before me? How's come they're... You know, they, why are the, what do they deserve? What did they do to deserve it? I blah, 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 blah. And they got to the point where they got so worked up that they were damning God. Hmm. Cursing God, which separated them right off into someplace other than heaven. <laughs> what does the homeless gutter rat get a, a mansion? They never did anything. <laughs> it's not fair. GD it. You shouldn't be able to do that, God. And he's like, you're right, I shouldn't. Bye. <laughs> now you don't have to worry about it anymore because you don't have to look at it. But, actually, and even then, that separates themselves from God. That That's turning their back on God and going, I am not dealing with this and walking away. Mm -hmm. And God goes, uh, we're at the end of the times here. There's no coming back. You you can uh, okay. <laughs> you know. So anyway, that's it. Um, the song. Oh shoot! What was that song? There's an old, you know, take a, oh, the man from Galilee. Take a look at yourself, and then you can look at others differently. Mm -hmm. Putting your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. And that's what we have to do. But even then, don't judge yourself. Look at yourself and say, God, I just want to be closer to you. I just want to be better for you the way you want me to be. Now, in the meantime, when you're trying to be better and be closer to God, live your life. 
listen. You know, there'll be times when you're doing something. God's like, eh, don't do that. I wouldn't do that. And you're like, oh, yeah, but I'm going to. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and, but, you know, what you, what we try to do is when he says, I wouldn't do that, you're like, oh, okay, and then I won't do it. Sounds good to me. And you bypass a lot of stuff. And that stuff isn't God saying, see, I, I'm showing you, you, shouldn't have, you should have done what I told you to do. It's, it's, it's the stuff you missed because God said, eh, take it right. There's too much traffic on the Santa Monica. Take, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if there's roads out there. <laughs> but take the surface roads, not the highway. There's, there's too much traffic. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But the, the point is, just accept that. We are the hardest people on ourselves and other people than we are on, you know, than God is. God is not as hard on us as we are on ourselves. We, I don't know why. There's lots of possible reasons. But God doesn't want that. He's not asking us to be that way. He's not trying to judge us and beat us up. He wants us to be his companions, He wants us to be his friends. He wants to be able to say, hey, check this sunrise out, dude. Man, look at the colors I dumped into that sunset. (laughs) You know, whatever. He just wants to appreciate and enjoy us and vice versa. And yet we get so worked up over whatever. I'm not saying don't to you know go out and just send your brains out. If it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. It's not right. That's what Paul said. Mm-hmm. But if it's right, if it's okay for you, then it's okay. And unless you're causing trouble for somebody else, then you know be considerate. But you know what? We're way too hard on ourselves, and and. We let people have way too much power over us. We put way too much authority in the hands of people who aren't really any different than us other than they're trying to be, they should be trying to be helpful. Just, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure how to say it. But I know that God does. And so hopefully this is beneficial to somebody to hear it. And... And just realize that you you don't got to beat yourself up. You don't have to be afraid. It's not about, you know, sin. God already forgave you. That, that debt's already paid. Just accept it. Move forward. Do what you got to do. Don't be afraid. You know, come back and say, I messed up. <clears throat> That's what the prodigal son did, although he never got the words out. He just came back. So, anyhow. Anybody else have any insights, ideas, thoughts, help, rescue? Phone a friend? Nothing? Okay. Lord, we thank you and praise you. I just ask you, 
I don't even know where this is coming from other than that I think that people need it. I just ask that you'd help us, help the right people to hear this at the right time. Thank you for your mercy. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Morning Podcast from Church Without Walls of Greer, South Carolina. If you have any questions or you need more information, please feel free to reach out to jonathan.wagner at intheupstate.net. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so on whatever channel you found this podcast. And reach out to me or anyone if you have questions about Christianity.